Welcome to Forever Blue Shirts Radio, powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, evening and morning listeners, welcome to the podcast. This is the Forever Blue Shirts Radio Podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Jean-Luc Shapiro. Along with us tonight, we have Kevin Krupe and Russell Hartman like my name. joining us on the happened. podcast today. No, I didn't forget your name. I was supposed to interject something it's in me, there. Jean-Luc Shapiro. Uh, <laughs> Before... Before we, before we go on with the introductions, we just want to say that this podcast is powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. So get your Metamucil out, everybody. Um, no, this podcast is powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. Kevin, how are you today? I am furious. Why are you furious? I hate Spectrum Internet so much. Oh. I have to use like, a personal MiFi spot just to do this recording, and it's very angry. And I can't be on the internet for more than five minutes before it crashes. And I really hate Spectrum. And if you have Spectrum, leave. Because oh. I can't. Wow. Hot take by Mr. Kevin Krupe. Russell Hartman, how are you doing today? Are you having trouble with I, Spectrum Internet? I am not having trouble with the internet like Mr. Kevin is. But I have the <laughs> 90s Rangers intro stuck in my head right now. Because oh. of a video MSGN put up this morning of the boys coming back for camp. And I mean, it's just... It's such a great intro, and I hope they go back to that as much as I like the new one. Go back to the 90s. No, I, th- no, I agree with you. I think those old ones are pretty damn good, I'll tell you that. So, if they go, no, no, no. If they go back to the old one, they also have to bring back the Liberty jerseys then. That's, yeah, that's the two part. That's, a two that's part the deal. Right there. That's the deal. No, they have to. No, 100% they have to. No, it, it, that's the thing. If they end up going back to the old intro, we have to get the Lady Liberty uniforms, white and navy blue. So. That's right. Okay. Well, with that being said, before we move on with the rest of the podcast, we are going to first take a look from Anthony Scultore taking us inside. Oh, listen. Listen. Yeah, I'm yes. It's a, oh, thank you, Kevin. Yeah, thank you. We are going to take a look into the Rangers Insights with Anthony Scultore. You're listening to Rangers Insights with Forever Blue Shirts founder, Anthony Scultore. First up, Ant goes into detail on the return of hockey, players to training camp, and the schedule for the upcoming tournament and beyond. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of New York Rangers Insights with me, your host, Anthony Scultore of ForeverBlueShirts.com. Ladies and gentlemen, hockey is back! Woo! The excitement, you could feel it in the air. The NHL and NHLPA last week approved the return to play a new CBA extension. This is amazing news. Labor peace for the next six years. 
I am so relieved I do not have to worry about a lockout. And I'm pretty sure hockey fans all over North America and around the world are jumping for joy as well. Now, let's talk about some key dates for return to play. As you know, this Monday, July 13th, training camps officially open. That is phase three. On July 26th, you could expect the Rangers and their respective teams to hit the hub cities. The exhibition games should be played between the 28th and the 30th, with the very first game of the qualifying round slated for August 1st. And that will be the launch of Phase 4. Then, after the qualifying rounds are done, August 10th will be the Phase 2 draft lottery for the right to select Alexis Lafreniere. August 11th, that will begin the very first round of the 16-team Stanley Cup playoffs. Then, the last possible date for the Stanley Cup to be awarded is October 4th. That would be your Game 7. With the NHL Draft being conducted on October 9th for the first round, and the rest of the draft will be completed by the 10th. Then, which is a little fluid at the moment, NHL Free Agency is slated to be around October 15th is where they're targeting. And then finally, we are looking at the next season starting sometime in mid-November with the very first game of the 2020-2021 NHL season on December 1st. Now let's talk really quick about the game times for games one through three of the Rangers Carolina series. So, game one is Saturday, August 1st. Rangers at Carolina is going to start at 12 p.m. So, that's great for Saturday. However, on Monday, August 3rd, game two is also at 12 p.m. And then they play back-to-back -back on Tuesday, August 4th, and that game is slated for 4 p.m. Next up on Rangers Insight, Anthony goes into detail about Artemi Panarin's nomination of the Ted Lindsay Award and other awards, along with the Rangers playoff roster for 2020. Artemi Panarin has been nominated for the Ted Lindsay Award, and that is voted on by the Players Association for the league's most outstanding player. He is up for the award with Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Avalanche and Leon Dreisaitl of the Edmonton Oilers, which should be a preview for the Hart Trophy, which will be announced, the finalists will be announced July 21st. Uh, when it comes to these awards, I doubt that the same player will win it. Uh, I'm thinking that it's very possible Artemi Panarin will win the Ted Lindsay Award and the Hart Memorial Trophy will go to Edmonton's Leon Dreisaitl. Now let's dig in a little bit into the Rangers training camp roster, which had a surprise addition in Keandre Miller, who cannot participate in Phase 4, but the NHL was allowing one non-roster player to compete in training camp. 
also included will be Brandon Crawley, somebody that I expected to be there on defense. He has been added to the training camp roster and very well should be uh, added as the ninth defenseman, along with Darren Radish of the Wolfpack and Libor Hayek of the Wolfpack as well. Another player added from the forwards is Danny O'Regan, who is going to be getting a shot with the team in training camp and very likely will be brought to Toronto for the start of Phase 4. One interesting note is Boo Neves did not get invited to training camp. Now, there's no real information as to why, but it is interesting considering he is a restricted free agent at the end of the year. Let's talk a little bit more about Keandre Miller. As John Davidson said, Keandre is a player we think has a great future with the Rangers. You can never have enough defensemen at camp, and he's a perfect fit for us. This is an ideal time to get him here, to get him acclimated to how we play the game. And I agree wholeheartedly. The fact that Keandre Miller, who won't be playing hockey for quite a while, with camp starting in November, this is great for him to get skating, playing with players that he's going to be either playing with in Hartford or possibly with the big club. But this is just a great opportunity for a great young kid with a huge amount of talent and a lot of promise. So this is a no-brainer for me to have Keandre Miller participating in Phase 3 camp. And finally, Anthony gives us his unfiltered thoughts about Brendan Lemieux and the NHL. And now, one final piece of news. The NHL has yet to announce how many games Brendan Lemieux will be suspended for. This is one of those things that David Quinn and the Rangers would have liked to have known yesterday. So you tell me what's taking so long to announce that either Lemieux is suspended for one game, two games, or no games. But as of right now, as they're taking scrimmages and line rushes, Brendan Lemieux has been acting as an extra forward. It would be nice to know what is going to happen with Brendan Lemieux. And as we have it at this moment, there's no news. So anyway, want to thank you all for listening and tuning in to our podcast. Thank you for reading ForeverBlueShirts.com. We are so excited hockey is back. We're ramping up the content, articles all day long. We're going to do the best we can to give you the best inside information on the New York Rangers and the National Hockey League. Thank you again, and let's go Rangers! All right, thank you, Mr. Scoltore, and I am refraining from saying that that is just reading the news because there is much more production value behind that. You are very welcome, Kevin. Way to suck up JL. <laughs> I just like to point out he didn't mention it, so people remember that. So you know, JL could have just didn't. He didn't have to say anything. I guess that's true. Guess it is true. Well then, what do we got on the docket, JL? What are we uh, talking about? All right. Well, so obviously now training camp has started. Today is actually the first day of camp. No kidding. Today is the first day of camp, and a lot of teams are starting off their journey into the Stanley Cup qualifying round. So, oh, whoa! <laughs> so, 
<laughs> oh, jeez, you guys are nuts. Anyways, so today, or at least not too long ago, the rosters for the tournaments were released, and surprisingly, there were a couple of names added to the roster. I'm going to turn this over. Usually, I turn it over to Kevin, first of all, but seeing as how I'm a nice guy, Russell, go, <laughs> go ahead. To be fair. Let's give it some Go ahead and just kind of indulge us on some of the surprises. Obviously, we know who made the roster, but there are, there's some extra players there that kind of caught us off guard. Russell, if you'd like to go into detail on that. Oh, I would love to go into detail. Thank you, JL. Thank you for sending this topic to me first and not Kevin because I have a lot yeah, more to say. Not Kevin. Yeah, not Kevin. Yeah, not Kevin. That you, you have a lot more to say. I guess that's I mean, I, you could just be saying the exact same things that I want to say. I guess it looks like maybe, I but he'll just dis- he'll just disguise it in a different way. So that's true. <laughs> so uh, we see the phase three training camp roster got released this week uh, for all the teams that are competing in the qualifying round. Uh, for the Rangers, uh, you know the normal cast of characters, everyone we know who is going to make the team. But as JL said, we had some surprises. Um, one of them being uh, Danny O'Regan. Uh, he's not a guy that people thought were, was going to be called up from Hartford, but he had a solid year. And uh, he's a guy who, you know, he might not make the team, but if there's an injury, he's going to be one of the first guys called into the roster. I think that he w- can provide a nice bottom six type of game with the way he plays. And I think that he's pretty responsible. And I think that O'Regan would be a pretty good guy to have in case of an injury. Another surprise on this roster, at least for me, was Brandon Crawley. The Glen Rock, New Jersey native, the defenseman down in Hartford. He's New Jersey, whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, he's a left shot. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my God. And with that, uh, we end the podcast. Nah. <laughs> Great. Have a good night. We'll you know, see you next week. But anyway, before I was rudely interrupted by people from New Jersey, um, Brandon Crawley was not expected to make this roster. He didn't have the best year in Hartford, but he is on the Phase 3 training camp roster. It'll be interesting to see if... Uh, he gets any playing time in this term. He probably won't, but um, definitely a surprise to have on the roster. And probably one of the uh, most intriguing aspects of our Phase 3 training camp roster is Keandre Miller. And Keandre Miller, of course, first-round pick in 2018, one of the big three picked in that in the first round between him, Vitaly Kravtsov, and Nils Lundqvist. And Keandre Miller is not eligible for Phase 4. He cannot play in the Stanley Cup qualifying round or the playoffs because his ELC kicks in next season so he is there just for training camp but it's nice to see keandre getting some reps in with the big club and for people keeping score at home keandre miller is already six foot five and 210 pounds and he's only gonna grow and he, and he is a left shot defenseman so look to him in the future years to anchor our left side of the defense so definitely some interesting uh players on this roster. And oh no 100 percent, 100 percent, dude i i cannot wait to see the way this kid is going to bring the hits, bring his smooth skating game, you know, everything he's going to bring to this team is going to be great. And it's great that he's picking up this experience from the, uh, you know, from the coaches and the players, even if he doesn't get to play the games. And the last player I want to touch on is Vitaly Kravtsov. He is up from Hartford, the Rangers first, 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 first round pick from 2018 um, from Vladivostok, Russia. We know he had a great playoff run in the KHL, which powered him to being picked by the Rangers. Uh, it would be really, really interesting to see if he can convince David Quinn to give him a shot on this team. Vladivostok, Russia sounds like a, a, just a disguise for a gulag. So it's good to see that. <laughs> so it's good to see that that Kratzov got out of there. 
<laughs> no, but no, but definitely, I agree yeah, with you. Yeah, why are you why are you throwing this Russian slander on? I, 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 our team is Russian. I, oh. I don't know, comrade. I'm just trying to you know make peace between American and Russians. Okay, let me stop Look, that. That's a terrible Vostok, accent. Vladivostok sounds like an evil villain base. It does. It does. No, it does. I, I agree, but good thing Vitala got out of there. Absolutely. So, um, no, but you make a good point, though, when it comes to Keandre Miller. It's and, and I like to add that it's good to have him come here and experience pro camp in some sense because obviously he's going to be here sooner rather than later. And with Nils Lundqvist basically staying another year in Europe, it kind of gives the Rangers more insurance in terms of who's going to be here and what they can get out of their defenseman when it comes to, you know, getting him prepared for the upcoming season. Now, Kevin, I want to ask you about Danny O'Regan. Do you recall that when we did a podcast earlier, we did a thing where we were just looking at names of players and Danny O'Regan had the most hockey player name, but then it turned out to be that Danny O'Regan actually turned out to be a decent player. That being said, do you see any of the lower rung players like an O'Regan, like a Michael Haley, like, um, you know, like a Vinny Letary, you know, potentially, you know, have an impact now with Brendan Lemieux not being in the lineup because it's, you know, we already know that Zabanajad is going to be there. We already know that Panarin's going to do well. But, you know, what about the bottom six? You know, do you see any of these guys making an impact? Phil DiGiuseppe is another one. He skated with Filippito on the third line today. You know, what do you think, Kevin? Well, you bring up a good point only because, like, Lemieux... There, I feel like the Rangers are kind of trending in the way that they think he's going to be suspended for the first few games. Whether it be the entire first round, we don't know. But, the, the you know, they had, you know, Gautier on. They had Greg McKegg and Brett Howden all on the fourth line, probably where Lemieux would slot in. And, you know, you don't know. Like, they all have, they all have NHL experience. It's just... Why would you mess with the lines that were doing so well before everything stopped? Obviously, they're there for backup. You need guys. You don't have Hartford. You can't just pull guys up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You, you you got you have to have that, those back end guys to fill that roster. And that's another reason why Vitaly Kratsov's here too. Because let's say something happens. Let's say someone gets sick or someone gets hurt. You need that scoring winger there. You can't just have bottom six guys fill in where you know I don't know a Ryan Strom is going to be in, or Jesper, I mean, in this case, Jesper Foss is going to be in on that second line. But kind of just to backtrack, I'm kind of surprised. I'm not sad. I'm not, like, upset that he's still here, but I'm surprised <laughs> that Capo Caco is still here just because I think it was Max Domi of the, the Canadians. I think he has diabetes. Yes. Was it Max Domi? Yes, yes, it's Max Domi has type 1 diabetes. And he's not playing. Was that I, confirmed? No, that wasn't there confirmed. Were, there were rumors circulating that he might not play because of those concerns well the, but, re- the know, report that came out from that just to interject is that the canadians want to wait seven to ten days to see what ends up happening with all this because they know that he is potentially at high risk so it yeah. although it may seem like somehow somehow getting a push on that deadline that's due tomorrow yeah or yesterday if you're listening to this on wednesday <laughs> i don't know how you wouldn't be you would be listening to this in the future oh god imagine they've accessed our podcast oh no no Oh no! Someone, t- someone, tell me how to be better. <laughs> <laughs> Give us notes. Um, no, but even if it is true, or it's you know, it's just rumors. It's still surprising that we really didn't see a lot of like concern from the Rangers with Kapokakuas. You know, this whole he has a lot of health issues. You know, that obviously hasn't stopped him becoming a great pick, the second overall pick last year, and a great forward for the Rangers. But 
I'm just surprised they aren't taking more precautions. Maybe they are. Ever they play it close to the vest. We know they play it close to the vest. Oh, absolutely. But I, I think that's I think that's fair to say that they have their backups for what's needed. I wouldn't be surprised in the next couple of days in practice you'll see like a Vinny Latiri or a Danny O'Regan or, you know, a Brandon Crawley or anything just like kind of slotting in to certain spots to give guys breaks or to kind of see how they mesh well with the team. But I mean, it, it is a big camp. I mean, I mean, it is a big camp. It's gonna and be a we lot don't of know there. like how often they're gonna really be practicing with each other. It could just be squad based, but they might they might not interject. They might not combine. We don't know. Well, that's a definitely a good point that you make, and and I'm eager to see the type of players that come in and step up, because you know, everyone knows that a successful hockey team not only relies on their skill players but also on their bottom six forwards so i'm hopefully and hopefully we get to see some of brandon lemieux too you know uh, we're not entirely sure how that suspension is going to turn out so we'll just have to wait and see now speaking of players in camp uh the three goalies so this has been a hot button topic as of late. There's technically four in camp. Technically, yeah, because well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, thanks a lot, but Kevin. Adam, Hus- Adam Huska will not Ad- see ice in phase four. You know that. Guy. Well, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just pointing it. Kevin out. being a I'm smart just, aleck over be, here. I just want to be as accurate as possible. Kevin's being a smart aleck over here, and I do not appreciate it. Not right now. Okay, but, fine. I'll lie. <laughs> just have one goalie in camp. His name is Igor, the Czar. Um. <laughs> You mentioned you me- Kevin mentioned one of them, but well, seeing as how you seem very vocal about this, we're going to dive right into the three-headed goalie monster, which is somehow a good thing. Rangers have three goalies: Georgiev, Lundqvist, and uh, Shesterkin, aka King Igor. Which one is going to be the starter? Kevin Krupe, go. It will be Henrik Lundqvist's job to lose. Interesting. What makes you say that? Well. Just right out of the bat, his record against the Hurricanes is unreal this year. It's wow. un, it's I unbelievable. Think, I didn't think anyone but, could be that wrong, but I've been... No, in... but, you know, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm pointing out statistical stats. Do I smell statistical snark from Russell? But, no, but... Okay, I guess, you know what, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll save my piece. No, go ahead. Elaborate. Henrik Lundqvist is the starting goalie. Yes. For this, for this round, as of right now. Just because... The whole year he's played great. That's not saying Igor didn't play great if he played them, but why not go with your surefire thing? Obviously, Igor is the reason why they're in this playoff qualifier at all during the end of the stretch before he got injured, but why not? Why not? Like, you don't know. Henrik Lundqvist has the playoff experience. He kicks it up a notch. You can't say he doesn't kick it up a notch in the playoffs. Oh, no, absolutely. Always does. Russell, yes or no? Notch kicked up by Henrik Lundqvist. Oh, I'm I'm not saying that's that's incorrect, but you, you are incorrect. No, no, I'm just <laughs> saying what's gonna happen. I'm not saying what I want. What I want is Igor, but what I know is gonna happen is Henrik. But, but that's it. You that, sound that, that's my. You sound like a you sound like an angry ex girlfriend, just upset that someone is taking over the spot. You know. Well, I it mean, was look. Becky's turf. And now to, it's Samantha's turn. To, to, quote Mark, to quote Mark Hamill here, our favorite oh. Jedi, amazing. 
every word of what you just said was wrong. <laughs> and wow, you quoted know, like the worst Star Wars movie. I did, I did, way. but it's a good line. I can't line. believe it. It's the a fact really that bad you quoted movie. that. It's a bad movie, but the line is good. I'm assuming. I'm guessing he's talking about the Last Jedi. If everyone, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I am, I am. Don't worry, we, Let we don't me have brush to brush off some dust that's not really <laughs> there. Oh. Whoa! Gonna oh. gonna have to put a nice <laughs> boop there. Yeah. See, but when I talk Rangers, I don't curse. But when I talk Star right. Wars, I get so, very. But uh, anyways, outside of Kevin's uh, <laughs> Kevin's insubordination, <laughs> Russell, give me your thoughts of this whole goalie situation of why there, Kevin's wrong. There is another movie that speaks to uh, speaks to me right now, and for those that for for those that have seen Leonardo DiCaprio's masterpiece, The Wolf of Wall Street. Igor Shosturkin has one thing to say to the crease, to his teammates, and Henrik Lundqvist. I'm not f***ing leaving! <laughs> and he's, not, he's not leaving. I'm glad Russell came back to support me by yeah. using that line. I kind of had a feeling I knew where he was going with that. I knew, you saw my face. Yeah. I knew, that. I, I knew exactly what he was going to say. I can elaborate on this. <laughs> Igor Shosturkin did everything he needed to to win the starting position during the regular season. He went 10 and 2, had over a 9.3 uh, save percentage. He set a rookie record in the NHL, and the guy looked unbeatable as the Rangers were barreling towards the playoffs. So you're telling me that Henrik Lundqvist is going to start against the Hurricanes because of his record? The season doesn't matter. Because he has playoff experience? Because he has the playoff season, experience? The season doesn't matter anymore. The season doesn't matter. It's the playoffs. The playoffs are a different never, animal. But. And as good as Henrik Lundqvist's record against the Hurricanes is... That, that's the Lord, thing. Lord. Who's led the team to a Stanley Cup? To, what co kind to of, conference what, finals? What message does it send? Your starting goaltender, that because of a little bit of a layoff, it's not his job to lose. Well, also, you have to remember, man. I mean, that was his favorite player. And also, too, you would have to assume he's going to give some kind of seniority right off the start. I mean, if he does have a good camp, I don't see... Why not? We I don't know what's gonna. We don't know what's gonna happen. We don't know what's going on in the locker room to the extent of how the coaches are divvying up the work and how they're. We're, we're not gonna know until like those exhibition games before the the, the qualifying rounds. Right. But that, that's but, the whole thing. Once once the exhibition games come and they're definitely gonna start Hank and they're definitely gonna start Igor or they're gonna yeah. split the time. We'll I know just off of that who's going to really play. You'll probably have a split of either the two or three games between the two of them. But I think the most important thing to note here is David Quinn should let the three goalies know. And th and sometimes this can be motivation for other people. Let them know. It is Igor Shosturkin's job to lose. They want to grab the starting job. They, Henrik Lundqvist wants to get his job back. Alexander Georgiev wants to get in the picture here. Go ahead. Be better than the guy that put us in spitting distance of the playoffs. Prove that you can deliver a win more than he can, and you'll be in that crease. But as of now, there should be no other option other than Igor Shosturkin. He earned it. He has earned his position on this team. Well, both of you guys make very fair points. Way to but... take a side, JL. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> you haven't heard me out yet, Kevin. But, you know, you guys make very fair points. But I honestly think the odd man out here is Alex Georgiev. Why? We've known that for yeah. a while, though. No, I, we, we didn't even mention him. But you we see, know. that's not fair to him, though. That's not fair to Georgie. Georgie's done his job here. Not to say yeah, that he's going to start, but so he's, he's going to get gonna some... In the, he's going to be in the press box. 
Ah, uh, but you see, that's not cool, though, because I... I th- it's not about being cool. You're going to put two goalies on the bench? Sure. Why not? Let's do it. Why not? No, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's that's unheard of. Who would do that during the playoffs? Uh, but, tr- but truth be told, I, I was only really saying that to pull your chain. But honestly, after, you know, basically evaluating the season and what's gone on, I really do think it is Igor's job to lose. I, I think, although my heart says Henrik, logic says Igor. And honestly, I think Quinn is going to go with Henrik just off, just based off his past experiences. And I'll be, I'll be real with you. I really think that he will, he will perform. Now, speaking of Quinn and uh, decision making, or just David Quinn in general. So the, they had a quote from Coach Quinn earlier today. Uh, it was posted on the, the Rangers Twitter account. And it says, this is not training camp. It says, we are picking up where we left off. You know, okay. he says, and I want to be crystal clear about that. We are winning the Stanley Cup. So a team that was basically left for dead before the season started is now essentially in a spot in the coach and everyone seems to be all in. That being said, does this kind of attitude continue when it comes to the general attitude of the team is this a good barometer is this good to see that the rangers are going full force right now because a lot of people would say oh no well you know we should tank and try and get the first overall pick but if the coach is saying these things and the players are saying these things is that a good sign for this franchise in general because obviously this team is very young and this can be the beginning of many things when it comes to playoff experiences so kevin let us have your thoughts is this mentality good for the New York Rangers when it comes to going hard for the Stanley Cup, if you know, even if the team may not be strong enough. Absolutely. I love that the team is rallying behind this. It's because they had nothing to do but practice, train, and think by themselves this entire time while waiting for everything to blow over and hopefully come back to actually compete. These players want to win. Everybody, not just the Rangers, every team in the qualifiers is like, we have the chance. Obviously not the round-robin guys. They were like, we're in it. We're fine. They might actually be knocked out in that quote-unquote first round because they're going to be complacent. Who knows? But these these qualifying rounds are going to be dogfights. Like, we, we previewed them a few weeks ago, and, you know, we were saying, like, what's going to be interesting, what's going to be good. And the way just listening to all the players and how pumped they are, every team is going to give it 110%. No one's going to be like, okay, we might as well tank for that first overall pick. It's a 12.5% chance. Yeah, that's great. Very high. It's a very, very high odds for guys who wouldn't have had that if the playoffs were seeded the proper way. But just think about how crazy it would be to be like, nah, we're good. (laughs) We're just going to forfeit. We want the chance at the pick. No. No, no player ever wants to be like, I want the pick for next year. Because what happens next year? No one thinks, what if? The Rangers are all in, and I love it. It just it just goes to show, it's like, Nika's going to be the captain from what he's been saying. Like, Russell even tweeted something out, which I loved. He was like, don't even announce that he's the captain. Just let him just walk, had him out, walk out game with the C. The strut walk out of the ice with the C on the freaking chest. <laughs> wop, wop, wop. You have you have to admit that would be the most badass way. That would be well. You do know everyone expected that to happen. Everyone expected that to happen on opening night. Yeah, and it didn't. So now they got to correct their mistake. (laughs) Correct the mistake. Regardless, Mika Zibanejad today 
he had something to say as well. He said, we're not here just to participate and just be another team. We want to win. We're here to win, and we're going to do everything in our power to do so. This is not a team that's going to quit. It's clear from the coaching staff and management down that a 12.5% chance at Alexis Lafreniere is really not anything in their mindset. They want to keep pushing on, going forward, take out the Canes, take out whoever's next, and just keep on moving in. Well, I don't think the question is, is that their mentality? The question we should be asking is, do we think they can do it? Mm, that's an interesting that's an interesting question. I thought that was rhetorical because I think they could do it. I actually think they could do it too. I really think they could. I, I think it's a, it's definitely a fair chance for this team to, you know, go ahead and stun everyone, considering just how well they were playing too. That that's the kicker. These guys were playing well. It's not that they were just good. It's they were they playing were the best team well. Like they were dismantling good teams. Team it all depends on how the defense holds up because we know they have firepower. The firepower is not the issue here, like it like it used to be in teams of Rangers past. Normally it was great defense, great goaltending, but we were starving to find offense in the playoffs. This time is much different. This time we know we have the firepower. We know we have the superstar. We know we have the support. But will the young defense core buckle from the pressure, or will they step up, prove to us they can handle handle more of this kind of action? And at the end of the day, like we are saying with the battle in the crease, Whoever's there is going to have a really tough time, and two of the three goaltenders there will be their first taste of playoff action. Well, that's in an, the NHL. Well, you made you just made an excellent point now when it came to you know defense and all that because that brings me great into my next point. So, but now the Rangers' decor being vastly different, Lindy Ruff has been named the head coach of the New Jersey Devils. In terms of talking about, in terms of talking about defense, all right, hold on, calm your nips for a second. We know, okay, we're okay. Let let's backtrack because Russ did kind of throw me off there. So so many good coaches to choose from, and they chose Lindsey Ruff. Gerard Gallant, nah. No, Gerard Gallant, nah. Anyway, so Lindy Ruff. Yes. We digress. Lindy Ruff, the new coach of the New Jersey Devils. He was selected just before the qualifying rounds were to begin, and effective immediately, he was off the New York Rangers payroll. Gord Murphy taking his place onto the roster. So, thoughts on Lindy Ruff, and what does it mean for the New York Rangers defensive core? A lot of pl- a lot of teams, or a lot of fans rather, blamed Lindy Ruff for basically. Every single mishap the defense core had to go through. So, is this a good move for the Rangers? And what does it do for them going forward? Anyone? It's a toss-up here, boys. I'll take take this one. I assumed it was Russell because I went first last time. I'll take this one. So, Lindy Ruff, I might joke. I make jokes. I laugh. But in all seriousness, clearly, we have a good time. But Lindy Ruff... (laughs) did good here as well as I mean you, you have to take the good with the bad uh, you've seen how some of our blue liners have progressed under his teachings but the reason why a lot of people kind of soured on rough is not just oh he's bad we don't like him no there's look it's when players go other places and they thrive in other places is the issue now when Neil Pionk was here he his first season okay growing pains you can chalk it up to him entering the NHL and getting used to the speed of the league. Fine. His second season, you would expect some kind of improvement, not a regression. 
And ultimately what happened was he his his regression was really it was it was hard to watch at some point. It was really hard to watch him play defense. You know, Pianco is to Winnipeg in the trade for Jacob Truba, and he has a really, really good season in Winnipeg, playing a, a role better suited to him and playing a role that the defensive coach there and the head coach there probably saw him thriving in more. Now, he's not the only example. Kevin Shattenkirk, when he was here, obviously his first season here, he had the injury, didn't turn out so well. His second season here, he was kind of still getting up to speed, still doing his thing, but even though he was healthy, the points weren't coming and the defensive play wasn't there like we all expected it to be. Signs a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Lightning after the Rangers buy him out. And we see a different kind of player. And yes, oh, he plays behind Victor Hedman. He blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay, I understand that. Cool, sure, whatever. The point is, is that he, under a different coach, has found a way to thrive once again. So really, if you look at it, was Lindy Ruff really the cause of Adam Fox and Tony D'Angelo developing the way they have? I mean, they're naturally talented players. They were always going to get to this point in their careers due to the type of prospect they were. Tony D'Angelo won Rookie of the Year when he was in juniors. I mean, Defenseman of the Year when he was in juniors at one point. And Adam Fox has long been projected as one of the best defensive prospects in, in the hockey world. And they both proved it this year when they broke out that their stealings can be reached. I think if any defensive coach was there, we would have seen it because of the types of players they are. And yeah, you know, I, someone tweeted at me, what about Mark Stoll and Brendan Smith? Oh, they're, they're bad because they're bad? No. There was a time when Mark Stoll was an excellent player for us, and people love to forget about that. People love to forget about how Mark Stoll and Dan Girardi were our top defensive pair for a long time, and they shut people down. And, and Brendan Smith, look, for all the things I say, he, was, he is actually looking pretty decent next to Jacob Trouba, or he was before the season got postponed. And Brandon Smith is not in his prime right now. Not an accurate judge of, of Lindy Rose. Personally, I really feel Fox and D'Angelo's talent shown through and fought through what Ruff was teaching. And the final point I'll make before I turn it to Kevin is that someone made a very interesting comment about Jacob Truba, about how he didn't have as many points this year, but in the first few games of the season, he was shooting more, he looked more dominant, and he looked like the type of player we thought we were getting from the Jets until he was subjected to more of the coaching. So are you, think. So are you basically saying that Jacob Truba's faults at the beginning of the season were primarily linked to rough system and not getting used to it rather than just talent itself? I'm saying that when players... We've seen this with trade deadline acquisitions. We see this when trade acquisitions come to new teams. Right off the bat, they play the way they play when they're not in tune with the system yet, and we see a lot of times they start off really hot. Now, something in Lindy Ruff's defensive system isn't clicking. And obviously, when you let up the kind of shots the Rangers do and you let up the kind of high-danger chances they do, even with their young, budding defense core, it's a problem. You shouldn't be bleeding as much as you are, but they are. And yes, we're getting a new defensive coach for these playoffs in Gord Murphy, and I think he's going to be fine. He's got a lot of experience. He's helped our guys down in Hartford. But I really feel it would do the Rangers a service for during the offseason to find a guy who understands more of how defense should be played now because defense now is not the same as when Lindy Ruff was last a head coach. It's just a different hockey world. And he – I don't. I just – for the life of me, I cannot figure out why the New Jersey Devils thought someone whose coaching record in the past is more um, 
who, who someone's record in the past is, is representative of what he is rather than what he's done recently. It's kind of what I'm trying to say. Okay, fair enough point. Kevin, your thoughts? Well, Russell took the whole meat and potatoes of every argument ever and wants I mean, to no, you could expand on it, though. You could expand on nothing. it, though, even though I like, you know, <laughs> no, even no, though everything's I, out no, there you, already. You know. I, I knew you had a lot to say, so I kind of just let you go. But this is this is the only thing I'll say that, you know, Russell didn't cover. It's going to be the, the most interesting thing to see and the best, like, view that we'll see of this is when we play the Hurricanes and we see what Brady Shea does. Because if Brady Shea has adapted to the Carolina Hurricane system and the defensive coaching is different, and, you know, they obviously they, they have Doogie Hamilton, so it's a little bit different in this case. You get Doogie Hamilton, say. Kevin? Doogie Hamilton? I like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeez, like this guy, like... Oh, you pronounced it a little wrong. So, you know, I, yeah, I, I do it because I love you, Kevin. <laughs> Regardless, you have Hamilton coming back. I'm not even saying his first name. It's Dougie. Despite... I don't know. I just I say Doogie. I don't know why I say Doogie. That's fine. I just like pointing that out. Whatever. Dougie Hamilton. Um, Doogie, Dougie Doogie Hauser Hamilton. Um is back, their best defenseman, obviously. And, you know, Brady Shea might have a little less pressure than he did as the rate again for the Rangers, but if he's not acting as a pylon like he did towards the end of his career with the Rangers, then, you know, that might be attributed to saying, like, oh, maybe it really was Lindy Ruff. But we don't know. It could just be that he had, a, like, a stellar rookie year and the Rangers, you know, were blinded by that, but he wasn't like that. Right, Russell said, you know, Tony D'Angelo and Adam Fox, they were highly touted prospects, and Brady Shea was one of those highly touted prospects. And then he just falls off the side of a cliff. Occasionally at the same time, Ruff comes in. It's just, it's whatever. I, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's just, it all it all depends on how the playoffs go. It's a whole different animal, and we won't need to have this discussion until the new season starts back up whenever the hell it does. Well, I'll say this. It's definitely something that I don't want to really talk about anymore because it seems like every time something bad happens when the Rangers play, it's, it's Lindy Rupp's fault. It's like, no, maybe they just weren't good. You know, that's the yeah. thing. Te yeah, no, players right. play bad. It, they're not perfect. You know what I mean? So all in all, it, it seems as if, you know, Lindy Ruff did some good, but also wasn't the best, you know. Obviously, it was different than, you know, what, you know, Jeff Bukaboom or Ulf Samuelson brought to the club. But ultimately, at the end of the day, obviously, you know, he did do some good. A lot of players did mature under him. And although the play styles wasn't exactly the way that they had envisioned, he does get credit for, you know, instilling something into this defensive core. And hopefully he will have some reasonable amounts of success in New Jersey, just not at the expense of the New York Rangers. So, with that being said, boys, I think is nothing else on the ledger. I think that's our podcast for the evening. So, uh, final words, Russell Hartman. Oh wow! Um, wow, what do I have to say? <laughs> oh wow! The honor. <laughs> the honor bestowed upon myself. No. Um, okay. I think the best thing to say here is I hope that as much as we all want hockey back, and as much as we all miss hockey. And we want to see the Rangers win and thrive and hopefully make a really nice Stanley Cup push. Um, or at the very least, get a hopefully win Alexi Lafreniere if, if, the, if they lose in the first round. But the point I'm trying to make is I hope that 
every team stays as safe as they possibly can be in these unprecedented times. And, you know, they're going to be in their bubbles. Um, teams are going to be required under strict, you know, they're under strict lockdown, under strict kind of rules, uh, who they can come in contact with, um, getting checked every day, you know, the testing, making sure they're okay, making sure everyone around them is okay. So the NHL is really trying a grand experiment here, as is the National Basketball Association and the and Major League Baseball. They're all venturing into these unknown waters to try to, you know, give the fans back what they want and, you know, get the players back to doing what they do. And at the end of the day, we could talk about hockey for hours and hours and days and days and any type of sport. But the most important thing here with, all, with sports coming back is let's just hope that all our athletes are safe and sound and we can keep moving along here and getting better as a country and getting better as a world. Kevin, your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. my thoughts. Ooh. Um, I'll just say this, Rangers PR or HR or front office, whoever's listening, please give us more content. I would love to just watch them practice. Put a camera, let the guy take a, like a, a 20 and just leave it on. I'd love to just watch them just shoot the puck around and just some sort of hockey content. It's great. Just having it back is great. And I can't wait to see what this whole week is, you know, has in store and what potentially could happen. And when the hockey does come back, like, just oh, so excited. Very excited. JL. Well, all I have to say is I'm eager for the return of hockey. I can't wait to see Artemi Panarin just light it up in front of an empty crowd. And, um... The one guy, woo! Yeah. So... <laughs> With that being said, boys, it's been fun, and uh, looks like we'll end the podcast on a good note. So first of all, thank you, boys, for being here, and secondly, thank you for uh, listening and tuning in to whomever is here. Follow us on the social medias at Instagram is forever underscore blue shirts, at 4B radio, at 4B underscore radio, and then you can follow each of us at Space Earth Thunder, Kevin Krupe, 1E. One e. At Russell Hartman 1, because Russell Hartman 2 is taken. <laughs> and you can follow my me on Twitter at JLShaparo8. So with that being said, thank you for listening. And Kevin, take us home. Let's go Rangers. You've been listening to 4B Radio, powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com.